Welcome to episode 51 of the Curios Cast, where we find out why all bourbon biscuits are the same, we talk about the TV show Naked Attraction, and George tells us about a kid who got a stick for his ballsack. So I was watching Naked Attraction the other day. You guys ever, oh, yeah. you ever watched it? I have. Rob? Yeah, I've, yeah like I've sort of seen clips maybe. I'm not sure I've ever actually watched a whole... No, you, come on, you must have it's that. great yeah the uh, the premise of the show for anyone who doesn't know it's a it's a dating show and it's all about being naked basically so there'll be one very odd, person yeah you got one person who's known as the picker who comes out and they stand in the middle and there's i think six contestants that are all in these booths and they're completely naked and Essentially, the the door of the booth like slides up, round after oh, round. Yeah, gradually. From the feet up. Yeah, from feet up. So the oh, person, really? the person standing in the middle, only gets to see. I think. It, I think it's from. I think the first round, you, you get to see their crotch. Like so, you know, if it's someone oh, looking you see at women, genitalia, or, like instantly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Straight in with the the. Uh, straight, straight in with the vulva. Yeah. Weird, isn't it, man? And um. Yeah, so they have, of course, many different, um, you know, sexual preferences on there as well. So sometimes it's just a man who's looking at women, man looking at men, women looking at women, sometimes both, which I don't get. They'll come on there and be like, oh, I don't mind men or women. Fine, I get that. But uh, when they'll be like three women and three men and they've got to choose just one. And it's kind of like, well, how, how can, you can't compare... Which out of any of these do I, do I like the look of? Yeah, I think they should it get one of each. It doesn't mean... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not picking my favourite one of those and my favourite one of those. It's my favourite in total. Yeah. Mm. So it's, I, I, find that, <laughs> I find that ruins the show a little bit. But, <laughs> um, it's but, a fuck that. Is it, is that like a, is it a very British thing? Or is that like a kind of European... It feels like a sort of... It's the sort of thing you might have seen on like Euro Trash back in like, <laughs> you know, like 2000s. Well, that's the thing. I've, I've seen people say like, oh, this is such a British thing. Like it's, uh, but there is actually international, ver- international versions of the show. But mm. I think we were first. I think we did, we did uh, mm. concoct this idea. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, there's a German <laughs> version, which is called... Um, cool series. That's uh, Naked Attraction. No, it's called uh, uh, Dating Hautner. Which is uh, dating up close, but not Ooh. not really the same. Um, <laughs> the Danish version is I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like date me Norhen, which <clears throat> I think means just date me naked. And then the rest of them are just called uh, Naked Attraction Italy, Naked Attraction Norway, Naked Attraction Poland, Russia, and uh, is there a Finland. Dutch one? There is not a Dutch one, no. Oh, who would have thought they'd love it over here? Yeah, maybe they're just like, like that, it's they? just not interesting. It's just too, yeah, it's it's just too like, tame. Too, yeah, it's yeah. too tame. It's too normal. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, anyway, yeah. So the, the, what, the first round, you get to look at, uh, say it's a, a woman just looking, <laughs> look. looking at men. She gets to look at all their cocks. So you get to see their legs and their cocks and usually the, uh, and balls. And the presenter will just go around and you, they just make comments. They say, oh, he's got a bit too much foreskin for me. You know, <laughs> so uh, he's, uh, do you, uh, she, she, she just be, do you like a big cock or a small cock? She's like, well, a big cock. <laughs> and, uh, and, then they, and, then, and then they got to choose someone to get rid of. They say, okay, this is the person whose cock I like the least out of these six people. And then they've so got to, bizarre, man. you know, they've got to step out, reveal themselves, smile to the camera and walk away. And then it goes up. They get a look at their chest. Uh, then they get to look at their entire body and then they get to like say something or whatever and then at the end they choose mm. one person to go on a date with. There ain't there ain't much great about a flaccid penis, is there really? Like No. I mean a penis in general. Yeah, it's like, horrible. A flaccid penis. Yeah. Like, and there's no way to know like what that looks that like is attached to when he's I guess you I yeah. guess you get you get I mean you get a rough idea, I suppose. I don't know, apparently I, not. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I've heard reports <laughs> that it's not it's it, it's not that um, there's not much of a correlation. There might be a little bit of a correlation, but yeah. that there is uh, 
Are you, that, sorry that, to interrupt, are uh, you in, an, uh, in um, the middle of a nuclear blast? Because your, your um, uh, webcam is getting brighter and brighter. <laughs> that's, that's all right. It, it looks fine for everyone on YouTube. My lighting is on point. Uh, you guys just have to deal with me being faceless. Yeah. What I'll do is gonna... I'll put what my webcam looks like on the screen for a second for anyone watching yeah. to see yeah. what these guys see when uh, when we're recording this. I've hopefully, so much your camera. Hopefully, if your camera hasn't cut out, and that is all they are seeing. Yeah, that would be funny. Yeah. No, but I was going to say, you say that that's just frankly, but is that just saying that fucking girls have told us to make us feel better though? Like maybe, it's just... or it's like a thing like guys with little dicks have made up, like, right? Is that... Yeah. Oh yeah. It's only it's only an inch and a half now, but you know. Where'd that extra grow- seven inches come from? I don't know. <laughs> should grow or shower. Yeah. yeah. No, I do think, um, I do think notice, so there's always there's always one, you know, in the six, there's always one that you're like, come on, they're, they're voting them out now. Like oh, straight yeah. away. They are going, but they never vote out first. You know, they're, they're always sort of playing. I feel like I need to watch this because I did, I did used to enjoy watching, um, you know, what's no like it, no like it. Oh, take me out. And I feel like that was very yeah. British. I used, to, I used to watch that. That was like a bit of a guilty pleasure. Just something like odd, oddly entertaining about it. And obviously he's funny, isn't he? He makes it. But yeah. I almost went on that. Who? You did? I, I, I did, yeah. I <laughs> got offered that. I knew a girl that was doing the, uh, like, recruiting. Like, is that the casting. word? Yeah, recru- casting for it. Um, and <clears throat> she got in touch and, like, messaged me. She was, like, one of my mate's ex-girlfriends. She just randomly messaged me on Facebook. And she was like, I'm doing the casting for Take Me Out Now. She was like, and they're looking for, like, you know, like, someone a bit different, maybe someone with like dreadlocks, like you, you know, so, <laughs> like let's go on. And I just thought, oh man, I just, I'd never live it down if I just got fucking absolutely <laughs> no lighted. Oh, that would like, have been so good. Still I you you've got the personality for it, I feel. Like you could, like you're yeah, not maybe. like too cocky. Like, you know, you get, I remember there's this one clip of this guy and he's from Romford and he comes on and he's just so like up his own arsehole and I'm pretty yeah. sure all the lights go out like the second he walks out on stage <laughs> and he like does that. this whole like spin around. He's got like a leather jacket oh. on, shoots the fingers and then like all the lights <laughs> just go out instantly. Yeah. I remember watching one before and it was like, it, the guy was sort of doing the half okay and then like he sits down to like, uh, you know, do like, a, they do like a bit where they either like do a bit about themselves don't they? or sometimes they like do a talent, you know, yeah. and this guy like played like classical piano, and people are like turning their lights out. I remember thinking, "What are you on about?" No, no. So often, talent. the guy just shows that no. he has a hobby, and it's like out. He's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, on a Sunday, I like to play football with the boys." <laughs> Like all the lights yeah. just go out. Like no, not interested. Not like, interested in that. Oh yeah. Sometimes I go and volunteer down at the um, you know, old woman homeless refugee animal <laughs> yeah. sanctuary. Yeah. No, no, no. Fuck. Spend that. all your time with me. <laughs> what um instrument would you have played for your talent, Rob? I know because you're a multi instrumentalist. Oh, so many choices. You would have had to, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, what's the what's the one that would attract a mate? The you know the the easiest track and bongos. Didgeridoo. <laughs> didgeridoo. <laughs> Still a little didgeridoo chant that. Uh, I don't know. What about one of those um, beatbox, like Swiss oh. mountain horns? You know, like the really yeah. big. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I would have just stood there and gone. I'm going to do a, li- <laughs> a little rendition on the Swiss hunting horn. I think, yeah, Aww. mate, that would have been great. Been great. We, I mean, it might not be too late. Is that show still on? Uh. And then you could just Fuck say nice. you've got a podcast, pimp it a little bit, you know, <laughs> yeah. a bit of free publicity. Gina won't mind. She won't mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe say Chinga on the holiday instead of me to uh, where, where is it? They say Fernando's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think what happened in I think maybe I did start seeing a girl around the same sort of time and it was just uh, like, Ruined it. No. But I also just thought, I, it was more, I just thought I can't handle getting wrecked. Like in Lawford would have destroyed you. I that know. would have been the end of you. <laughs> well, imagine how bad it is now. for those who go on Naked Attraction. Oh, yeah, the fucking Naked Attraction, yeah. That's like, what I don't understand because oh. they show their faces at the end. Like, you know, well, yeah, it's, it's bold. Funny. It's a bold old thing to do, yeah. isn't it? You'd, uh, yeah. you'd get it if maybe only the person who got picked or if you was in like, the last two show yeah, their face. And fairer, if you got voted yeah. out, then you just like disappear into the void of your booth. Yeah. But, mm. no. no. I like it when yeah. some of them are really salty for getting voted out. Like, oh, yeah. Really, really. Yeah, like almost. She only picked him because that guy's cock's bigger. (laughs) (laughs) But you just know sometimes they've had a lucky escape because they're obviously mental. You know, they're borderline like going to murder them on on that date or something. Yeah. What do they do? So is it like they do they go like a a Fernando's equivalent afterwards? Like what's the? They just go for a date. The and I was reading about it. I went on the um, trivia section on IMDb. I was just I was interested. I was watching it. I was like, wonder if there's any fun facts and the. The date is at like the next day at nine a.m. 
but they film it as though it's in like a bar in the evening. So you see mm. them on the date the next day and they just have like, you know, you see like 30 seconds to a minute of them being like, oh, nice to see you have clothes on. <laughs> Maybe not later though. <laughs> like stupid little, you know, small talk yeah. that they have to do in front of the camera. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then it's always, they do like a catch up episode. Say, Let's see where they are now, six months later. It's like, oh yeah, we stopped talking after about a day. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder the, whether um, there's any couples that are still together. For yeah, them. well, do you, I was going to say, what was it? Fucking first date. Someone we know went on first dates, didn't they? Yeah. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 And then, uh, but yeah. then, and then, like, it made out like they got on really well. And I remember seeing it when it when it got shared around, like a clip of it, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're so meant for each other. It's amazing." Like they probably lined it up, didn't they? As well, they did they, seem like, like they got on really well. Yeah, well, they did because they sort of lined it up and like, obviously, they knew they because they already must fill out forms and shit in it. They were like. Asking her, like, or asking him, like, what's your, f-? you know, they, you like Marvel stuff? And they were like, yeah, I like Marvel stuff. And he's like, what, who's your favorite Marvel character? And he said, like, yeah, I don't fucking. It, know, it was Poison Ivy, who's not Marvel, Poison but I- comic book character. Okay, comic book character, Poison <laughs> Ivy. And then it cuts to her and it was like, when it, like, oh, you do cosplay, would you? And she's like, I dress up as Poison Ivy. Yeah. And, it was like, and they got her in the studio dressed up as <laughs> yeah. Poison Ivy. Like, they, they do milk it, those kind of things. Yeah, but then, but uh, apparently he said it was just, it, uh, it just, and they made it out like they, that they got on afterwards or something, didn't they? But he said he, she just mugged him off. He said they, he said they thought they got on really well. And mm. then uh, she just ignored him. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. yeah. Fucking oh, women. What I always... Uh... <laughs> That's James. a joke. Don't take that out of context. Yeah. I do feel sorry for the guys that are like... And girls or anyone who's gone on to Naked Attraction and obviously got voted out first or mm. second round. And they've just... The risk to reward ratio is not <laughs> it's not great though. Would um, Fr- yeah. old Franey boy have gone on there, do you reckon? What was his oh, name? Frain Selak. Hungarian Frain Selak, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a pretty safe environment, you'd think, right? Like, oh, the, the booth collapsed on him. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised something that made me laugh. We talk about, like, last episode being a drinking episode. Mm. I'm just sitting there, I was cracking a beer before this episode, thinking, like, I have, I have beers on most episodes. <laughs> beer, but it's not often that we have like multiple yeah, beers. Is it? I normally have like a couple. It's normally like yeah. coincides with my my day off or something the next day. So I normally have like a couple of beers. I haven't actually listened to the end of it because I, I can't remember whether I was actually speaking coherently or not. Or it was, was it was a bit. Me- I, I, we I, were interrupted. I was editing it. Yeah, so I listened to the end bit. I listened to which I'm going to start. I listened to the end. Yeah, and uh. It was, a, yeah, it was a little chaotic at the end. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder who made it. I was speaking to a couple of people uh, today and who uh, have listened. I don't know if they got all the way through yet, though. I know someone hadn't got all the way through. Basie Josh, in fact, messaged me. He, he must have been listening yesterday because he messaged me last night and I didn't, I didn't listen to it till this morning. It was an audio message. And it, uh, it confused the shit out of me because he was just going off on one about like fighting animals and stuff and Tom, <laughs> and Tom was Tom's full of shit he, you couldn't Fuck fucking you. <laughs> yeah he was, he was like he's, he's not thinking this through at all there's absolutely no way you could you know I can't remember what he's saying absolutely no, he was saying something about whoever was saying about picking up the dog absolutely no way be on your balls and I, and I was listening it took me a minute I was thinking <laughs> what the fuck is he going on about like, like it's obviously been a while you know a week since we recorded I was like what the fuck yeah uh, it's also I also remember that I just got up halfway through and got uh, my delivery of chicken uh, halfway through yeah well, that, no, that, it wasn't halfway through right, it was right at the end it was oh, was it yeah oh, we yeah. almost we'd almost finished and you were like chicken yeah <laughs> yeah but he also by the way listeners that chicken almost killed me <laughs> that's good to know he also uh confirmed about that fucking card trick thing about how awesome it was and he was like again sort of again similar suspicions to me of like I don't know how it was definitely awesome but there's definitely things that we don't remember about it all part of me and we could have just been quite high and I can't even remember the card trick that story (laughs) (laughs) what was the what was the card trick ah just that that he like he gets cards and then I swear we shuffled them but again, me and Josh couldn't remember what we were talking about today. We shuffled him and then he goes, uh, maybe he takes him. Maybe he took him. He must take him. Yeah. I think he I took think him at this point. He takes him and then. I think he takes him and then you go and he holds him and you go, right. And you go red. And he goes, right. This is the red pile. This is the, this is the black. black pile. And you go red, black. And he puts him there as you say him. Yeah. So red, if you red, say red, he'll put black. it down on. And then the halfway right. through, he goes on the left. Yeah. Halfway through, he goes switch. Yeah. And then, and then at the end, he reveals, and they're half and half, and perfectly laid out. Yeah. In, in order. You see it a lot all with red, like street red, magicians and on TV because they're saying like, 
you're going to do the magic trick. You're the one who's yeah. uh, reading this pack of cards mind. <laughs> and yeah. You're the one who just... can sense that it's red or black. He... Yeah, he must have just switched it. He must have just done a bit, mm. bit of sleight of hand yeah. on us. It's good. He though. never did it again. It's a good good, obviously, it's a good trick you never ever repeat because obviously someone's ready to look out for it. Yeah, time. you're looking out for it. Anyway, what uh, what weird news topics have you guys got got for us today? So, so mine isn't quite weird news. Mine mine's got the potential. Fuck off then. <laughs> yeah, it's just a weird news. You haven't had anything. No, I've got something, but I'm saying it's not quite weird news. It's like a story. A bit of thing that I was thinking about that's got the potential to be like one of George's boring stories. A bit of a thing. It's got the potential to be like one of George's boring like history things that he talks about. Oh God, <laughs> boring but, history things. But I've also I also thought it was quite interesting. You call in Nazi um, time travel? Boring. No, that was not boring. That was a good one. Just, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking of, but I think there was an episode in particular that I that yeah I, the whole history episode. That yeah. We all <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, for anyone who hasn't listened to, uh, I think it's in the 20s or 30s, uh, the don't, don't weird history me. episode, yeah, don't, don't bother. bother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's shit. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I today, right, was eating a, a bourbon biscuit. Mm. <laughs> I picked and up that a pack is of, weird news. <laughs> yeah, I, I picked up a pack of bourbon biscuits. So it's going to be like, a limerick. <laughs> no, and I was like, these mad cunts, right? Are are the same, regardless of where you get them from. Wait, so you, wait, what are you saying? So I just got some bourbon biscuits yeah. from from Marks and Spencer. Yep, right. And, oh, and they're top class there. But, but all right, yeah, like, but they're not. They're the same. They were great bourbons, but they're also the same as if you get bourbons from Sainsbury's. If you like get bourbons Tesco, from Tesco um, value bourbons. They're, they're the fucking same. Yeah, but how much better, better can you make a bourbon? You know. It's, it's only so far you can but, take but they're a bourbon, also right? But they're also all bourbon. They all say bourbon on them. They're not like, you know, like chocolate biscuit with cream in the middle. You know, you know mm. what I mean? They are bourbon. They're all branded bourbon. They're called bourbons and they've got the stamp bourbon on them. And I was like, it's why? Not, I don't think bourbon biscuit's a brand it's though, is it? It's not a brand though. No. It's a type. It's just it? a type of biscuit. But why is it a type? Like, but everything else that you'd get like that would be a thing, would it not? And like, why are they all exactly the same? They're the fucking same. They're the, they taste the same. I don't know. They and look the same. The same. Custard Every cream. now and then, sort of. What about Viennese world? Very, very similar with custard cream. In fact, no. In fact, in fact, yes, it is the same with custard cream. Yeah. And it's also the same with nice biscuits. Yeah. Right. Is it nice or nice? It. I. I, I assume it's nice, but but uh, it could be it could be nice actually because bourbon. In fact, it could be nice because bourbon is also a French as a French reference, which I'll get to. Mm. Um, <laughs> custard creams are great, and they. I like the uh, the decoration. Custard creams are great, but like every now and then, right, you do get a naff bourbon, but it's rare. And they're like, it's like they have to really work hard, and and, and they're different. <laughs> it's like you've somehow made an imitation bourbon. They're like the shape's different, and the writing's different, and they taste funny. But nine times out of ten, bourbons are exactly the same. And I, and I was just thinking, that's weird. Is this your weird news? <laughs> <laughs> no. So I, no, so I, so I, so I fucking look at it. You're having a go at my history. So you're <laughs> talking about biscuits. I am kind of invested in this. I'd... Yeah, so I looked into it, right? I, I looked into what, and it's actually like not loads of answers about it. Online. There's not a lot like, of literature about no, there's not <laughs> the a lot differences of literature between, about, you know, apart from different bourbon selling establishments. Yeah, apart from this great resource. Cora answers right. Yes, and it's just one person has gone in hard. Like it's the most intense, like well written like, answer I've ever seen. And I don't know whether he's he must have copied and pasted this from somewhere, but I can't see where he's copied and pasted it from. Mm. Or, he, or he's just done some fucking bourbon research. Like fair play to the guy. Uh, you know, big up Camille uh, Ravia on a uh, Cora answers because he's put the fucking work in, mate. Um. <laughs> I won't read it. I mean, it does go on a while. I mean, not that it drags. It was very entertaining, but it might not be so entertaining for me just to read the entire thing out. But, right, this is, this is it. Bourbon, bourbon biscuits, custard creams, and nice biscuits were, in fact, all invented by one man. Oh, what a geese, mate. Yeah. Harold <laughs> David Trixie. So he was a teacher at Bledlow Boys School in Bucks. Bucks. So is that like Buckingham boys school in Bucks? Buckinghamshire, that, right? Does that mean Buckinghamshire? Yeah. Bu- um, so he's he he's he has been forgotten, and his name is destined to remain unfamiliar 
but his impact on British confectionery is almost unsurpassed. This is uh, this is this is a great bit of like. Uh, he was born in Whitstable, Kent. Big up Kent, down the road from me, old Whitstable. Oh, I love Kent. Good <laughs> <laughs> uh, down in Whitstable. Um, get some good uh, muscles, not muscles, uh, oysters down there. Mm. They got the old oyster sheds, didn't they? They have. Yeah. I went to Whitstable. I didn't get any oysters though. I had an oyster when I had I burger and chips. A while back, yeah. <laughs> burger and chips. They catch that out of the uh, estuary. You ever had an oyster? Yeah, I love uh, them. I don't think so. They're good with like, you have them like lemon and vinegar. Mm. Or a bit of Tabasco yeah. as well. Mm. I've had snails. I imagine they're similar but bigger, like texture wise. Ah, you, you don't You sort of just gulp them. Yeah, you don't really have them. They're not really cooked, are they, George? They're just. No, just really crack them. Cooked in the lemon and the. The lemon sort of cooks them a bit. It can't be. It's not a sign that something is, you know good eating if they're like okay you just got to swallow it as quick as you can don't taste it don't let it sit in your mouth no, for too long. Like you all the stuff we've smothered on top of it don't let that wash away just don't even bite into it just pretend it's just you're swallowing a tablet like it can't be good it's a delicious no, it, tablet though yeah it is it is good it's a it's an experience um anyway yeah so uh his father owned a medium-sized and Reasonably successful bakery near the seafront. Um, it was named Trixie Baked Goods. Um, it, it, the way it's written here, I got a little confused after a bit. It would have sunk into oblivion were it not for its unfortunate demise. Um, so basically, uh, oh yeah, that was it. So in 1875, uh, <laughs> this guy's got, it, it, this is this guy's research. This is awesome. I, I saw research that I wish I'd done. Um, I just read one core answer. <laughs> He found a, someone found a frog in an ice bun and, uh, <laughs> yeah, look from the bakery. How the fuck does that happen? Yeah. That's mad, isn't it? Frog, <laughs> any, uh, anyway. So, uh, was it alive? I can't believe you, you, you slagging off history and, and then you're talking about eggs, frogs in, yeah, egg, this in buns. And this is history. Yeah, this is history, right. And then, and then um, he, I, don't th- I don't believe this so far. Yeah. Frog in an ice bun. Frog in an ice bun. And then, so he sued. So he sued this company. Who was well, the uh, frog? <laughs> yeah, the frog. No, <laughs> uh, old matey um, who found his frog, um, which which fucked them basically. So uh, it, it found that they we well, found that they couldn't have legal that, that Trixie baked goods didn't have a legal responsibility, but it was um, reversed by another case or something like that. They spent their life savings on fighting the on fighting the case, and uh, and in eighteen seventy six. Um, someone, uh, is, there's a note in a newspaper that says they had to be closed down, right? Um, so, uh, his parents placed him in a, so I'm a little confused with the who, so this was his dad's company, I guess, right? So yeah, yeah, it was. Harold, yeah, Trixie, okay. No, maybe not, okay. No, is his father, it's a little confusing as to which one shut down, okay, but I'm, no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty, no, no, I'm right. It was his dad's bakery. Sorry, his dad's You're telling me you haven't read this before. I have read it, but I got a bit confused by reading it. I skimmed it. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> so then, right, they put him in a grammar school, okay? Um, paying his fees at the very last of their savings. And he had the ambitions of one day taking over his uh, father's bakery, right? Um, but he couldn't do it because his bakery was closed, right? Um, so basically, uh, after doing his degree, um, he ended up being a teacher. And then he became a housemaster in a, a school in Nottinghamshire. I guess it was like a boarding school. A lot of them were. This was in 1903. Housemaster, I guess you sort of, what's that? Is that like a headmaster or is it like a, I guess it's like a, someone that lives there in my head. Yeah, they live like there. a boarding school. Yeah, like a boarding school thing. Head look of up. the school or something. I yeah, guess. it sounds like that, doesn't it? Um, oh, it does say, that, yeah, boarding school until, until he retired in 1936, right? Um, so the reputation for serving food what we would today consider poor quality, obviously. Um, malnutrition, you know, uh, appalling, uh, highlighted by the appalling British losses in the Boer War was a hot topic of the turn of the century. Mm-hmm. Guy goes, Boer War mentioned, George. This is right up your street. You know, probably yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Um, for a bit of the Boer yeah. War. Since Victorian boarding schools were, were convinced that sport and exercise were the best ways of encouraging British values of strength, endurance and fair play, many boarding school boys were completely famished of energy. At Bledlow, located in over 30 acres of Buckinghamshire woodland, over a quarter of the timetable was devoted to playing sport. 
Um, Schoolboys com- uh, who complained were subjected to the cane. Weakness was not tolerated. Oh yeah, classic old school, old school boarding school. Sounds um, like they could have used the frog and the ice bun there to snack on. <laughs> yeah, really? Well, we're getting there, mate. Ooh. Um, Trixie, who taught history and the classics, was not unsympathetic un- to the travails of the boys. Having a family of his own, he was attuned to the struggle. Um, so basically, um, yeah, and Wednesday after, so Trixie, uh, he started hosting afternoon tea sessions in his quarters on Wednesday afternoons. Sounds a bit. Um, they became very popular with boys of his house when Trixie began bringing his own baked goods. So he was obviously mm-hmm. a keen baker, you know, was once looking to take after his father. Um, was he a master baker? <laughs> doesn't doesn't quite work. Uh, doesn't, doesn't quite work. Close, close. That's right though, isn't it? Close. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just makes me think because that's just like in in Bake Off. It just makes me think of Bake Off, and yeah. at the end you get awarded Master Baker. And I've never once associated with Master Baker. Oh really? They use that. Don't yeah. you get? No, so I just thought I'm that when sure you said it's that. Star I... Baker. Oh yeah. Master Baker. I swear Master... All right, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> According to Trixie, a part of him had never quite accepted... Uh, not, oh yeah, never quite accepted he would not inherit his father's business. So he just cracked on with baking because he loved it, right? So he used it as a way to bring shit into him. Um, so uh, he used the same sandwich method as his father, where a soft filling is squeezed between a harder outer shell. His chocolate creation was named the Bourbon. After the House of Bourbon, a dynasty of French nobles where his father Jonathan had told young Harold this sandwich method had originated from. With the extra sugar and fat provided by the biscuits, it was noted that Harold David Trixie's house had begun to outperform their peers. We now know that glucose is vital to the healthy functioning of the brain. So they were all, uh, they were cheating basically. They were yeah, performance bourbons. Yeah, exactly. And with their fashionable French name, they became all the rage, these biscuits, right? So uh, local Trish children started assisting him in the now arduous process of transferring biscuits across the quarter mile to the school. Uh, so everyone loved them. Obviously, the whole school started liking them, um, as well as his latest creations, custard cream and nice, which doesn't say that it was from France, but it would make sense, wouldn't it? That Nice, if, if it's Bourbon. If it, yeah. Bourbon. 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 Um, <clears throat> So his, his father had created the custard cream back in the 1860s using Kentage Clottish cream. The whole school and the nearby villages were eating... Yeah, so pretty soon, the whole school and nearby villages were eating these biscuits. Rather than trying to face the growing demand himself, he helped train local bakeries in his recipe. They were only too glad to be out to sell such a popular product. Um, I need to zoom in a little bit here. Uh, when William Emerson, the headmaster, encouraged him to try and pattern these biscuits, he refused. And he was like, what would... And he, this is a great quote. What would life be worth if we, were, if we were to obsessively ascribe to everything we hold dear a numerical value, cold and calculated? These biscuits are for all who care to make them. Whoa. So, yeah. Uh, so, with better packaging and stuff in 1920, many big brands started to make them and they, get, they, and they became nationwide. Um, Peak Friens of Bermondsey in London noticed the unusual biscuits enjoyed by day labourers who came from Rickmansworth carrying them to the city. Um, being good sports, they decided... Well, it's good sports. Uh, they decided to contact the Bledlow School to ask whether they could reproduce the biscuits for a fee. And they got in touch with Trixie and he said the same thing, like, crack on, mate. They are, they are the biscuits of the everyman. Um, they began producing biscuits in 1921, which became immediate success. Peak Franz, the brand was discontinued in 1989. So they went all the way up to 1989. Um, with By the way, nice Nice biscuits are named after Nice. So, oh, there you yeah, go. Right. There you go, yeah. Um, so uh, it couldn't, such a product, it says it couldn't have failed to be copyrighted and soon copycat bourbons began appearing all over Britain. He never made a claim on any of these riches. He continued his afternoon tea tradition through uh, school dinners improved in the 1920s. He still carried a reputation for being a uh, creative amateur baker. Retiring in 1936, he died just before the war in 1939. Um, and there you go. And they, uh, they gathered to pay their respects with, with bourbons, of course, it says. But it doesn't, so what it doesn't actually mention, it doesn't actually answer the original question, but I assume then it just goes on to say that, I guess, you, oh, sorry, I can assume from this that they were never really copyrighted. It sort of mentions a brief copyright thing where maybe someone tried to, but like, 
it's so wide, I guess, documented enough that the original inventor was just like, nah, they are not copyrighted. Yeah, they're anyone, so any, good. Anyone, yeah, yeah, everyone should be able to have them. So everyone just cracks on, everyone makes them. That's why they're all the same. That's why the recipe is the same. That's why they taste the same because it's literally the same recipe. There's no pattern on the specific recipe. There you go. So someone could could someone patent it now? Could you? But I I, I guess not. Or someone, or someone would have done it by now. Or either that, or just everyone so just like respects it. Yeah. Because someone would have done it by now, wouldn't they? I've got a There's business not... idea, boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we patent the curio- bourbon. Uh, yeah. The curios cream. But like even like <laughs> um. Like you, you don't get like McVitie's bourbons, do you? Or do you? I don't think you do. They're always just like the the supermarket kind of basics, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe you, do, maybe you do get like McVitie's bourbons and that, but like, but they, but but everyone can still make them, regardless of whether they do. Like McVitie's. Yeah, they're just. It is a weird. They're just bourbons, aren't they? Mad, isn't it? They're always just bourbon. They always the same little print, the same stamp, the same recipe. Yeah, don't and do custard creams and nice. They're all the fucking same. It is weird how they've all got the same, like, yeah, stamp on them as well. Same yeah. font and everything. Yeah, same font, yeah. They just, so, do you reckon they just come from the actual same place? Like, there's just a big bourbon factory and, you know... It very, it's very likely, yeah. Like, it's, you know, Tesco true, yeah. and M&S both use the same bourbons, just in it's, different packaging. It's very likely. That, a lot of stuff is of, like um, that, isn't it? A lot of own brand cereal and that is all just comes from... Yeah. A lot of it comes from just, like, Kellogg's factory as well, like, and they just make a slightly shitter one. Yeah. Or it's just the fucking same. That's it's so fucking branded. smart, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It reminds me of uh, someone that we all know. Um, a few years ago, I went to Kiev in Ukraine, and uh, when I was talking about it, you know, with a few people, he said, "Oh, um, when you uh, when you go to Kiev, are you going to go to the to the factory?" And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Are you going to go to the Chicken Kiev factory?" Because well, that's where all the Kievs come from. And he was like, "Deadly serious." They did, they he was like, "Genuine that. about it." Um, I know what you mean. I know. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. The, the the food product does come from there. I assume, though. Don't know. I'm not too sure. I don't even think it does. It's yeah. a bit like Viennese wells. I don't think they come from Vienna, do they? Chicken Kiev. Chicken Kiev's are good, though, aren't they? Oh. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at it now. According to Russians, I don't know. I don't know what what source all that of, is. Just Russians. Uh, the chicken Kiev originated in the uh, Muscovy region of the old empire. The recipe mm. for a chicken filled with butter sauce and covered in breadcrumbs was modified to perfection in the 19th century by a Ukrainian chef, hence the misleading name. Maybe it is. But it's, all, just, it's otherwise known as a Supreme de Voilel à la Kiev. Can't Sounds wrap bit, this up yeah. without just making a solid big up to Harold David Trixie. I want to make sure that name. Yeah, Sticks so when you. I, look, I looked up his name, name to see if he has a Wikipedia or to see what he looks like. Um, when you do Google Images, one of, the, um, one of the first results is that old man, like smiling meme, the one who looks like he's like, smiling in pain. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he is called Harold, isn't he? Yeah. Or at least the meme is called Harold, whether or not he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's no like Wikipedia for Harold David Trixie, uh, despite the fact he invented the bourbon biscuit. The first yeah. thing is David Bishop from Neighbours. Uh, and How are you spelling Trixie? Is it X-I-E or X-Y? Uh, X-I-E. Yeah, X-I-E. So I did, in fact, found, found what the mate, he may have copied and pasted his answer. Yeah, that, onemickjones.com. onemickjones.com. Yeah, yeah. Big up. So big up one Mick Jones, I must say. Maybe one Mick Jones did his. Did his oh, he was, he was online 40 minutes ago. Shit. On, on that website. It says last online 40 minutes ago. Get him on. He's about to get him on. <laughs> <laughs> this is not. This is not the man who invented the Bourbon who was online. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, the history of biscuits. History of biscuits. Great, isn't it? I'm not. This is very controversial. I'm not actually a massive fan of Bourbons. I've. People I do prefer people. custard creams. I do prefer custard creams. Well, yeah. bourbons are one of those things. Again, mad thing with a the recipe. They're they're just all like accidentally, accidentally, unintentionally vegan. You know, they're not they're not made mm. as like a vegan product, but they just don't have any. Yeah, they just um, happen to be. Yeah, yeah, like Oreos, um, like Oreos. Yeah, but, there always uh, seems to be a bourbon left in the tin, a no, biscuit tin. There's always a bourbon in there. Always seems to be the last biscuit left. I'd say if there was a Selection of, of of biscuits, probably the digestive would be the last to be left. 
Uh, see, I like a digestive. With a, with Does a it help you digesting? Don't know. No, maybe it's, it's just easy up. to digest. But it implies digestion help. It's a digestive. Yeah. It's derived from the belief that they had antacid properties due to the use of sodium bicarbonate when they were first developed. Nice. But it's bullshit. Digest today. Uh, That's not my great. It's, it's like one of those classic, like Victorian tonics. You know that. You know, they say, "Oh, yeah, this does this, this does that," but it's just like lavender water or something. Um, and on next week's episode of Googling biscuits, no, I'm not actually much of a biscuit person, like entirely. Really, the biscuit. I, I, I was just thinking about it, and the biscuits that I prefer the most are the ones that have like the most stuff on them. So if you've got biscuits that have a lot of chocolate or like a jammy dodger, it's got like mm. <laughs> jam and, and okay, sugar yeah. and stuff in it. They're just vegan to... and all jammy dodgers. Are they? That's good. Mm. Good option. Just jam and just sugar and fucking thing in it. Yeah. I used what to go to a girl once. I used to go to a girl who used to do a thing called uh, biscuits in a dish. And her and her like <laughs> sister used to love, obviously they did it when they were kids. And it was just <laughs> biscuits in a dish. You got a load of biscuits, mashed them up and put milk on them and they'd eat them like that. There was a. <laughs> it's funny. On on this one, Mick Jones, the history of biscuits. One of the comments on this guy's big write up that you read is just, "If I ever went on Come Dine with Me, my dessert would be tea and a selection of Dunkin' biscuits." <laughs> That's it. Oh. Do you not remember BNBNs? Oh, yeah, they're the faces, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They they got banned from the UK for ages. Oh, what? Really? Why? Yeah. Banned or just did BN, shit in the BN UK? BN so biscuits were not sold in the UK for a 10-year gap between 20, 2003 to 2013. However, they were sold in many French, Nigerian and Afghan stores. Very yeah. niche market. Yeah. <laughs> was, it, was, it not, was it not that it was banned? Or was it just that they were just pulled out because they weren't selling very well? I don't or? know. But then they're, they're back. I remember they That's fucking a... ruined the lives of two kids in our school. One was called... Uh, well, both their surnames were Bian, spelt slightly different. So, uh, and the advert for that was like BNBN. So everyone just went up to him all the time and just did that. Life ruined. <laughs> BNBN, yeah. Uh, well, up next on what's that biscuit? Uh, George, well, there what? you go. I was just, I was just thinking about biscuits today. I bet you were. Yeah. What you got for us, George? Um, well, I've got a story that does link back to, in some ways, to episode, I believe, 49, when we talked about climbing trees. We did talk about climbing trees, yeah. And uh, obviously Rob... Trees, and you were like pussies about it, yeah. <laughs> well, Rob, you <laughs> might... You... <laughs> pussies about it, it's just I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> After hearing this story, Rob, maybe you'll think twice about climbing oh, a tree. Okay, all right. So the headline is, Boy, 11 has a five-centimetre-long stick removed from his scrotum after falling out of a tree. Ooh. Savage. A youngster lost footing whilst climbing a two-metre tree in Indonesia. The stick pierced the left side of his scrotum, but missed the testicles by millimetres. A two-metre tree? Yeah, that's not that big, is it? A two-metre tree, it says, yeah. That's, that's unfortunate, then, yeah. That's not... Yeah, that's Barely like... the ground. That's really small, isn't it? Yeah. That's a bush. <laughs> that's a bush. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, so that's a, that's a house plant. <laughs> it's taller than you think two metres but it ain't a tree yeah um, experts said he was fortunate it did not penetrate his testicles uh, an 11 year old boy was left with a 5 centimetre long stick hanging out of his scrotum after falling out of a tree you're looking up 2 um, metres Tom you still like I was so yeah 6 feet is 1.82 metres so oh, okay. it's so like you're like 6, <laughs> you're like six, six feet, feet that can't right? be right you like, must have misread that George like, yeah so it's literally this higher I'm and for listeners, I'm putting my hand about 20 centimetres above my head. Like it's, it's, uh, you know, I'm, but I'm if you still, right. if, even if you fell that far onto a sharp stick, oh, yeah, but still the way they describe back. it as like a two metre tree. <laughs> yeah, but also, like a tree that's that big surely is quite weak. Like, how is that even a, a climbable no, tree? Might be, how is that a climbable might be tree? Like six yeah. feet wide, mightn't it? Well, have like you ever really seen like a chode of a tree yeah. that's like six <laughs> foot wide and two meters tall? It does. It, nah, I can't. I kind of know what you mean. Like a could be like a, a sort of willow type tree. Where yeah, it's I don't know. Very, yeah. To be I'm fair, it's in it's, Indonesia, um, so it's different. They got different, you know, horticulture out there. Dif- different you know, fauna. Yeah. Fauna. Um, 
yeah, they've got like those no. fig Laura. trees, you know, the ones with lots of different <laughs> thing. They're quite strong. Anyway, let's not talk about trees. We'll just talk about <laughs> fucking biscuits for fifteen minutes. Um, let's talk about an eleven-year-old, eleven-year-old boy scrotum and a stick. Um, so, yeah, basically, he fell out of a tree, fell onto a branch, um, and the branch pierced his testicles That's or his brutal. scrotum. They That's gently so brutal, prized the foreign object out and gave him antibiotics, and he made a full recovery within a month. Uh, experts told the Mail Online, of course it's the Mail Online, yeah. they told the Mail Online that the boy was fortunate the stick didn't slam into his testicles or vital arteries. I, I, I'm not, an, I'm not a this... scrotum stick expert, but I can tell you that that is correct. He's, he's, <laughs> he's lucky it didn't hit anything vital. <laughs> Fucking um, We've got some... I will send you the... Uh, the, the Daily Mail page. There's some brutal photos on it. Like, it's obviously it's all blurred. I, out I was about to say, I don't there. want to see a photo of a eleven-year-old. No, I think I'm alright for that. I, I'm surprised that the photos are actually stick, on yeah. the Daily Mail. To be honest, they're a bit, um, bit weird. But there's some X-rays where you can just see a stick poking out. Of anyway, of course. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, the Journal of Urology describes how the boy was taken to hospital four hours after the incident. Four hours after the incident. So like he pierced his. His bag, and then just hung around for four hours. Cool. Doing what? That reminds what me, doing. I saw a brutal video today. I mean, it could take a while to get to the hospital, can't it? And like, yeah, you yeah, might be think, so. you might be thinking, what, what do I do for a while? Especially because how are you going to walk with your your bag? Pissed? Yeah, very wide stance. I don't yeah. know how long the stick was either. It might have been like a five meter branch <laughs> on a, on a two, two meter, meter tree. tree. I saw this yeah. awful video the, the, today. The tree was where... seven meters tall, and then he fucking yeah. knocked it down. <laughs> Go on, Rob. Tell us about this video. horrible story. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy, and he's like, "Oh, I've seen it actually." Yeah, is it around? Is it today. Perineum? Uh, yeah, I know what you're going to say. Like, anyway, he's like yeah. in the street, like, and they're going, "Go on, do it, do it." And he's like taking his clothes off, and then he like goes and jumps into like a fountain, and uh, people show me this, and I was like, "What's what's you know why are you showing me this? What's good about this?" And then he uh, and then he gets out of the of the fountain, like he sort of jumps in, and he just sort of like lands on his. It's very shallow, you know. He lands yeah. on his bum. And then he gets out and it's just blood pouring down his leg and like almost seems like something's hanging off him. You're like, what the fuck? And then it shows that then in the, there's a photo where he's like just must have landed on a spike or something that was in inside this fountain. And he's pierced, he's giving him a second arsehole, basically. It's horrible. And I was still obviously like, why the fuck have you showed me this? This is this has ruined my morning. My um uh Sister's boyfriend posted that in a. We've got like a family WhatsApp chat. My nan's in there. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like my nan. My nan's in there with all the cousins. <laughs> Why like, the fuck? And uh, <laughs> and he just forwarded it into the group. Just you know that that picture of the anus, a big massive bloody hole, and then his ball bag. It's <laughs> like uh, anus. And then, and then um, uh, the next day it was my cousin's kid's birthday. So my nan, maybe she saw it. I don't know if she saw it or not, but she underneath <laughs> the next comment was just, um, um, well, it's uh, such and such's birthday today. Am I going to see any photos? Were any even taken? Just like <laughs> next to this horrific like photo, just yeah, strange juxtaposition of, <laughs> of stuff. Oh, yeah, it's horrible, that, that picture. Um, anyway, where was I? So... Yeah, so four hours after the incident, um, the, the stick had penetrated the bottom left of his scrotum and reached his pubic bone. Uh, so we, your pubic bone is the bit... It's quite high up, isn't it? Your pubic yeah, bone? Yeah, it's like above that's... your yeah. cock. Yeah. Jesus. Um, a small plastic pipe was placed in his wound uh, to remove any excess fluid. Um, and then he made I'm a full recovery. I'm glad, I'm, getting, I'm glad I got that detail. This was, uh, I was really thinking, as you were talking about, I was like... I really hope I get the full detail of the surgery that was undergone to fix this lad's wound. I'm glad, I'm glad I know that. I know that bit. Thanks. Um, there was a, a quote somewhere, but I seem to have lost it. It was quite a funny, funny quote for like just like a really obvious. The doctor was saying something. It was just like, yeah, no shit. You know, it was like a classic. Was it? Was that, was that you said a minute ago? Experts said yeah. it's a good no, job. No, there, there's another one. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's lucky he didn't die. <laughs> he uh, is. Well, there's, <laughs> there's another one uh, it says at the bottom here injuries to the scrotum are fortunately rare but in February last year a 21 year old athlete was left needing 18 stitches after his scrotum was impaled by a pole 
Stomach-churning footage showed Zach oh. McWalter successfully complete his pole vault in Provo, Utah, mm. only for his scrotum to be hit by the pole as he came back to land. Oh, Jesus. Did you ever, did you ever get told that in school? We used to do that like, in like PE like afterwards, and you'd, you'd have your towel, and you'd like, you ever do it like whip? You'd go and like whip like through, through <laughs> the ideal, ideal, you'd do it through someone's legs and fucking get their balls with it. <laughs> And, yeah. like, and it'd be wet as well. So, and I remember the teacher told us once, he was like, this, what I, we once saw someone, they, they whipped them and it ripped their, their, their ball bag open. <laughs> <laughs> teacher told us that. Like, I mean, it's, it's certainly... It's it seems to be every school also, uh, maybe we've spoken about this before, every school had a story of someone getting impaled by a uh, javelin or like a discus. I never someone. had that, but I did have a no? story about a guy that sprayed a deodorant can on his nipple for ages and then flicked it and the nipple came off. Flicked the nipple off, yeah. Yeah, did you hear that as well? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> flicked to the nipple. Yeah. And every, uh, yeah. I was talking about this with Rosie the other day, every like DT teacher had a story of like um, someone's hair or a tie getting stuck yeah. in some of the machinery. So oh, you always yeah. had to tuck your tie into your shirt and the girls had to put their hair like into yeah. a bun or whatever because... Um, you know, teachers, once this girl had a ponytail and it got caught in the machine and she got scalped. Uh, like, oh. <laughs> like yeah, she's in, a skeleton. Her <laughs> face in, ripped off. In the Linisher. Remember, that was the name of one of the... Uh, Linisher. One of the pieces of machinery. I think that was the only real machinery we had in our school. <laughs> it was like a, a sander that went round like that. That was it. I think that's all we had as machinery. The Linisher. And we used to go over like a Linish like a coin because obviously we're idiots and it's like I remember the one I did that put like a a queen uh, uh, queens all the coins have queens in it like uh, a 20p or something and like pushed it towards the edge of the linisher and it obviously just ripped the fuck out of the sand vapor and we got in trouble <laughs> any of you guys ever had any uh, injuries to your cock or bollocks uh, I got stung on the cock by jellyfish oh yeah no way. Yeah, when I was younger. That's unlucky. Yeah, that's fucking... How, uh... Um, what, through the trunks, like... Through the... Yeah, through my trunks. I was wearing... I was quite young, so I was probably... I think I was wearing, like, Speedos. Yeah, but still. I was stung on the cock by, by jellyfish. Was that absolutely, like, as bad as you think it was going to be? Well, yeah, I mean, did, prior did, to that, I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah, or did, <laughs> or did you just... Yeah, I mean, it hurt. Yeah, yeah. it's horrible. I mean, as, was it as bad as I think it's going to be, is what I mean. Yeah, it wasn't pleasant. I wouldn't. Yeah. But wouldn't did go you on my just way to do it again. did you just piss on itself because it's already a cock? So you just yeah, you're supposed to win it. it so I should just, have just oh, yeah. laid on the beach. Yeah, just laid yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> Thought No, no I used worries. To, no every worries. time I used to go away on holiday with my family, something used to happen to me, like standing on a sea urchin, bitten by a dog, stung by a jellyfish on my cock. <laughs> you and nature. Yeah, that's a man. When I um, no. when I was maybe. Oh, probably like 13 or 14. Yeah, I reckon about 13. Uh, me and my mates who lived down the road just used to ride our bikes up and down the road and we used to get these plastic skateboard ramps and just try and... You just try and jump as many people as you could. So obviously like, Standard. you know, one of you lays there, jump it, easy. Get two of you down, yep. get someone's bike, just try and do jumps. And uh, I got pretty good at it. I had this tiny bike. It was way too small for me, this little mongoose. And I could just... If you've got no fear, which until something like what I'm about to tell you happens, <laughs> you don't have any fear. So you just go full speed and, and you can make it. And if you fall, you're 13, it doesn't hurt, whatever. And then uh, I was heading towards the ramp and there was this kid. He didn't live down our road. He lived around the corner, fucking prick. And uh, he was just hanging out and he thought it would be funny to sort of like jump in the way, like in front of the ramp and then jump out just before I was going to hit him or whatever. Classic, yeah. But I didn't know he was going to do it. So I'm pedaling, pedaling. As soon as I'm about to hit the ramp, he sort of jumps in my way. I just obviously instinctually turn to try and not hit him or whatever. But I'm already on the ramp at this point. So I just fucking fly. Uh, and then somehow I land and my... Basically, it, my legs go either side of the handlebars, and my my cock just smashes into the fucking <laughs> uh, into like the little T bar, yeah. and uh, 
instantly my mates knew that I was like fucking hurt. Like I must have been screaming. They went and like knocked on my door. I was like, Tom's mum, Tom's hurt. Like it went outside. <laughs> and um, I remember like once I'd got the strength to like just walk indoors, I just walked in and went straight into the, the bathroom. And um, I'd basically like split my foreskin. Like oh, not like shit. not like split open, but it was like a, a deep cut, like on on shit. the tip, and it went. It was maybe like a, a centimeter long, and oh. uh, I was like, "Fuck!" Uh, uh, and it it wasn't like bleeding a whole lot. It was just kind of like there, and I, I just thought like, "Oh, I, it'll be fine." Like ignore it. Um, Any matter but- you can cut, like you would thought it's just impact won't actually cut you because it's not like yeah it must have like pinched or some or something Mm. um but yeah and then as soon as i pissed like i was basically pissing on the cut and it was fucking stinging i remember i just told my mum i said that i've i I cut my willy uh (laughs) and uh yeah and that i I, the only reason i sort of remembered this story was because you said it took you know four hours for this kid to go to the hospital his injury was worse than mine but it probably took us a good, you know, I was probably at home for like an hour or so before I decided, yeah, I need to go to hospital. And then. Yeah, but you didn't have a stick sit. poking out of your knob. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess he probably doesn't have, you know, as That's easy access that. to accent emergency out there. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it could be. my. As you were telling that, I was thinking, yeah, there's loads of times like I've, you know, slipped on my bike and gone bang and like hit my nuts or, or like maybe like the bit of my penis. Yeah. On that on that centre bit, but not mm-hmm. nothing like that. I wasn't I wasn't ready for you to say that. <laughs> there's a there's a guy that we, we both uh, we both we all know that had his testicles twisted. I know some. I don't know who you're talking about, but I know someone else that did Which it. Which yeah. I, I still don't understand the logistics. Oh, no, it's so it it all happens internally. L- listener, it's listener not something podcast, that actually, isn't it? Ha- Big up t- testicle twister, man. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen by like external force or anything. It's basically just yeah. your your balls just start one of them just starts turning round inside the sack, and or your string, yeah, your string gets. Tangled. This is a fucking and awful part of the. the, uh, what the but fuck, yeah, it's what called the testicular torsion, and it's what where the fuck. <laughs> Why are we talking? How are we going from bulb and biscuits? Yeah, to boy, yeah, bulb so and biscuits wholesome. to ball sacks. <laughs> it's yeah. so horse wholesome. <laughs> That's the title and of the like, podcast there, and like quaint. <laughs> yeah, the first half of this podcast, I could show my mum and be like, "This is what I do when I do a podcast, mum." And then. But yeah, that's uh, that's that. Yeah, I just it, it was it was fine. Took some <coughs> took some antibiotics and you uh, right, you sound a bit <laughs> choked was, up. But... It was fine. Uh, yeah, took some antibiotics and you wouldn't know to this day. Got over it, mate. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've only had like a a little bit of the old banjo string tear. Mm. Oh, mm. not a full snapping. Never had that. Like a, not a full snapping. Just a a, a changing. Changing an adjustment, yeah, an adjustment, and it and it, and it uh, a stretching, I guess. And it, every now and then it plagues me. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to wear like a you know like a footballer wears a knee strap or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just I don't know. You just got to be a got to be, be... Uh, have your wits about you sometimes. Uh, say no more. So, did you did you have a thing, or was yours just a naked attraction? Thing? I do have a thing. I'll make it real quick because there's not much to it at all. Uh, I, I knew I was going to be talking about naked attractions, so I thought I'd get a mm. real nice, quick one. Basically, this guy here, uh, the title is: Man stole four hundred pound slide from playground and mounted it on a bunk bed. Um, <laughs> so what? his face isn't real. <laughs> 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 Uh, it is a, it's come on. not the best mugshot in the world, is it? But um, he's, Ameri- he's American, isn't he? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I oh, can't it's... see the bunk bed part of it. Attached to a wall. Why is his door so shiny as well? <laughs> and yeah, how the fuck did... that door opens that way? Look, that <laughs> door is door? opening towards the slide, <laughs> so he's, he's made it really hard to get out. <laughs> Yeah, so a man is facing charges after he allegedly stole a 400-pound slide. I don't know why they have to mention the weight. And also, 400 pounds is a lot. Mm. I thought that was in, is in, in like, sterling. No, no. <laughs> this is in weight. So okay. I also looked up um, how much 400 pounds was in kilograms for our, uh, I guess, not international Metric. viewers. Uh, 181 yeah, okay. kilograms. 
So that's a heavy. I don't know how he fucking brought yeah. that home. That's heavy. How heavy is like? I need some like. You know, like, how heavy is an elephant? How heavy is a car? Because oh, you're used to picking up he- elephants, are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, right, or, like, I don't know. How heavy are you? I, I need sure. some reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How heavy is a... He- yeah. I'm, I'm, like, 85, 80-something, like... Kilograms. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm usually between 80 and 90, and this was 181, so that's, you know... Yeah, all right. Me so and then a bigger on. me. And it's awkward as well, isn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I don't know, but basically the way he'd done it as well, he just sawed it off from the, like, in the playground. Uh, he was being investigated for uh, stealing catalytic converters. Um, as you do. And that's a strong bunk bed, isn't it? To be holding up a 400 pound slide. Like, that bunk bed has got some I'm serious. I'm so suspicious about the weight. That doesn't, it's a plastic slide. Yeah. The slide's not long. Um, it's, oh, it's even, isn't it propped on a just a plastic? Like underneath it, there's like a one of those cheap plastic. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Storage drawers. It's I don't, like I don't it's think it's on that though. I also yeah. like the fact it looks like he's like his girlfriend on it. <laughs> like, just, um, <laughs> I think that's one of the police officers. Um, oh, is it? Brilliant. I, I Brilliant. think yeah, they were. Um, like, yeah, detective in, detective Julie Lee was investigating a series of catalytic converter thefts when evidence led her to Bushnell's home. Police said. Uh, she suddenly came face to face with the gigantic slide, which was reported stolen in December 2020. <laughs> uh, he sawed off the slide, repainted it, and mounted it on a bunk bed in a child's bedroom at his mobile home, according to investigators. I really hope that that room ends uh, where the picture ends as well, so there's just a wall <laughs> slide into yeah. a wall. <laughs> I mean, to be fair to him, it's a bit of a legendary dad move, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's great. If, if you were just like your dad brought you to slide for your bed, that'd be <laughs> fucking sick. That is sick, yeah. I don't really get, like you said, I don't really get the geometry of this room because the bed looks like it's in the bottom right corner. You've got a Spider-Man uh, duvet cover. It could be, you know, like a bed that's not necessarily two beds. It's a bed. Like a loft bed and, type thing. Uh, yeah, and underneath there's, or yeah, loft bed thing, and underneath there's like a desk or something. Mm. Also, how are they watching like that TV? To, although you're right, it does look like there's a bed to the right, doesn't it, with a Spider Man duvet? Yeah. yeah. How, how are, are they watching, watching that, that TV? TV? Well. Yeah, he's fucked that, isn't he? Yeah, that's a, there's many flaws to this, isn't there? I, <laughs> I, think, I think there's, it's a double, double bedder. I think there's a bed where that slide is because there's like a wooden bit to the left of it. Yeah. So, the only thing I can think with the four hundred pound thing as well, because that's getting to me. It, no way it can it weigh four hundred pounds. Maybe that's like the um, weight limit for it. That's how much it can take. It's a four hundred. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or maybe that's the whole structure. You know, like you've obviously got the. Steps no, but no. When you think it. about it, you, if you, those slides—they're like they're dense, thick plastic, aren't they? Because they have got to take weight. They've got to take way more weight than is ever expected to be on them. Because no. you can't have some poor fat kid, especially in America. There's some fat kids in America. And imagine being a fat kid that breaks the slide. We're, like, you can't, you can't do that. So it has to be, like, well over the, like, massively exceed the expected weight on it. And, and they're there's dense. Not a, there's not a kid in America that weighs 400 pounds, is there? No, but, but there might be a kid that weighs 200 pounds. And you go, and you go down a slide, like, a couple at a time sometimes, Yeah, you? potentially. And, yeah. and, like, anything like health and safety-wise, it has to be, like, massively exceed the, the possibility of what's going to be on it. To make sure it definitely is yeah. no chance in hell that it will break. And they're dense fucking things. Like you picked that up, they are dense. I don't think they are. Well, world's fattest kid was 420 pounds. <laughs> so oh. that can't be right, surely. It... 420 pounds. <laughs> and when it's a she... kid, like how old was he? Uh, at eight years old. Fuck Jesus off. Christ, fuck off. That's awful. He must have had some, he must have had that like gigantism or whatever that like. That's mad. You know. No, I think she's, she's the, the girl from, there's like a internet video for like, an old one. It's like a gif. I'll, I'll share it in the, in the chat. You'll probably recognize her. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's my story. Oh yeah, I've seen that gif. Yeah. So, that's mad, isn't it? Four hundred twenty pounds. Eight that years is old. mad. It's very unfortunate. I feel sorry for the boy. But apparently, she's lost loads of weight. Good luck. To so her. She drops over three hundred pounds. Shit, you know. We get her on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Tune in awesome. next week for more biscuits and ball sacks, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I reckon 
Less biscuits, more ball sack. That would bring us back to our normal kind of content, yeah. yeah. What about um, French Francis? I don't even know what that is. What ones are they? Oh, yeah, the little cakes, little, uh, aren't they? Yeah, little cakes. Cakes, uh, yeah, you get pink. Oh, yeah, like four. And yeah, yeah. yeah. They're nice. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah. All right. Well, Thanks for listening. <laughs> See you next week. Episode 51. Peace.